and faith towards God. Somebody say faith towards God. So we will take some time to dwell in this message. Um, I know it's a message with hype, but I want to deal strongly first with the deep foundations um, concerning faith. So you are able to grow your faith. You are able to know what are the obstacles that are hindering you to exercise your faith or to maximize um, uh, your faith. I know uh, most of you maybe have heard a lot of messages concerning faith. You know, have faith in God, you know, believe God um, for greater things and all those. Uh, but we would like to just be grounded for a while this month and really look at uh, certain things. Now, number one, what does it mean to have faith in God? The Bible makes it clear that faith in God on our part is necessary to enter into God's great salvation. So the entry level of our salvation starts with faith. I believe we know that. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus is who? Is Lord. Then you shall be saved. So very at the very beginning of our journey as the children of God, our first step into it is faith. Now, there's a dictionary meaning that defines faith as, as trust, firm persuasion, assurance, firm conviction, confidence in another or in another's word. Now, when we go to the Bible, I believe we know this famous scripture, Hebrews um, 11, verse 1. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I like that part, the evidence of what? Of things not seen. Now, faith emanates from the spiritual, not from the physical. So, meaning everything that manifests in the physical has to be captured, has to be believed, it has to be manufactured, it has to be conceived where? In the spirit. So everything you see here, it was there in the spirit. The chair that you're sitting in, it was in somebody's spirit before it manifested. You see, when God created us, he created us as beings who also have the ability to create. And that's why God created a tree. But he did not create a chair. But a chair was in the tree. So it took someone who had faith to see the chair in the tree. I don't know you hear what, what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. And at times you, you would also ask God for something, but he might give you something that will birth what you are asking for. If you're always stereotype or looking in one eye or your mind is just fixed on what you want, God might give you the means, but not the want. And that's how, uh, you know, faith works. So everything comes from 
the spirit. The clothes you are wearing were a seed planted in somebody's spirit. Now you still remember Hannah. The Bible says Hannah could not give birth. Now we go into that text and we try to find out why she could not give birth. And the Bible says God closed her womb. Now if we took Hannah to the doctors, firstly they will not see any stitches. They will use their microscopes and whatever uh, devices they have, the latest technology to check what is wrong with her. They will not find any fault. Why? Because a woman has got two wombs. A spiritual womb and a physical womb. So, if things are closed in the spirit, there'll be no manifestation in the physical. That's why the devil is happy with you kicking and shouting and doing all these things, but he knows he has closed something in the spiritual and he's laughing at you and you are not aware. As children of God... Yes, we are concerned about our bodies. We dress expensive clothes. We, 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 we put on perfumes and we, we buy special creams. We do our Peruvian hair. And you know, all those beautiful, they are nice. They are good. But don't forget that you also have a spiritual side. Some people are looking for physical solutions where it concerns spiritual problems. Spiritual problems need spiritual solutions. I'm trying to drive at this to say everything emanates from the spirit. If you win in the spirit, you win in the physical. So it says, is the evidence, it says, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance, meaning you see it, you believe it, you live it. As it, it has happened already, but it has not yet happened. Some of us, we meet things and we want to be prayed for, for things that we are supposed to have, to have faith for. Jesus in his time of ministry did not heal everybody. Check the Bible. There were crowds, but in a day he would heal two or three. And what would he say to them? Your faith. Remember, Jesus is God. But his hands were tied by the lack of faith. He could not move in wonders because his hands were tied by lack of faith or being faithless. And that's why Jesus never took a credit in all the miracles. He gave credit to those who had a challenge and a problem. Your faith has healed you. Today we have changed that I was healed by Pastor uh, Banban. I was healed by Bishop Banban. It's not there in the Bible. Jesus says constantly, faithfully, consistently, your faith. He doesn't say my faith, my power has healed you. It's your faith. So meaning, when it comes to faith, there's a part you have to play. There's a part you play. It's not one-sided. It's not about the most powerful man of God. It's about what do you want? How bad do you want it? 
are you? Some people are ahead in life because they are hungry than you are. But you find that your level of gifting is higher than they are. Now, now what is faith? It is the confidence, assurance, this is NLT, that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So, it says it's the assurance, meaning you are confident that this thing is going to happen. Even though the circumstances are against you, even though the circumstances are against what you are believing, even though you don't have the resources for that, even though you do not see any hope, even though everyone is against you, even when the devil is fighting you tooth and nail, but you still stand and say, I know God is going to do this. And Barcelona, nobody's going to do it for you. This one, nobody. It's your part to play. I'll just jump on the amplified. Let me go to this. Faith is agreeing with God's word through our confession and a lifestyle of obedience to it. But so this gospel is a speaking gospel. If you are silent, you get nothing. Even when we get saved, it says, if you confess with your mouth, and believe with your heart. Believing with your heart is the action thereof. Following what you are saying and declaring in your mouth. In Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth. There was confusion on the earth. Things he confessed, he declared were not seen. But were already inside of him. And he spoke them into what? Existence. Zalwani, speak to your situation. Nobody's going to talk for you. And when you speak, follow it up with the action. You can't declare when you're a businessman, but you don't have a business plan. You don't have an account. But you're calling billions. You don't have the structure. I, I don't always pray for people. Sometimes I want to check what is the problem. And that's the same with the story of the woman who was about to die with the children. And the children were supposed to be taken because the husband owed the debtors. And he comes to the prophet and he says, you still remember one of your prophets. He was my husband. He's gone now. And now the debtors are here. I'm broke. And we don't know what we're going to do. The man of God did not pray for her. She said to her, what do you have? Because when she's speaking about debtors, what comes to your mind? What, what comes to your mind? What do debtors need? Money. So you can't just pray for money. Languda. So he says, debtors are coming. The man of God says, what do you have? There must be an exchange rate. If we go to the stock exchange, it's not about prayer and having faith. What are we exchanging? Business, there must be some exchange. You can't just exchange in your heart. Lord, I'm, I believe you for billions and billions fall on your house. What do you have that you can put at the gate for the economy? So it says to the man, what do you have? Now imagine you come to me, Muruti Rasoko, Larnali, and Narcopala Kerakel, choose a girl, Unalevuka. 
They say, yo, but actually, if you attend that course, yeah, 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 massage, yeah, vision. Actually, that's what it takes. It, it, it does skills audits. What do you have? Our government is just giving people money. It gives them the 350. He says, what do you have? And she says, I've got nothing. You see the mentality, Yabatovas Nam faith. So he, she, he wanted to challenge the mentality. The mentality was a poverty mentality. You can't have faith and still have a poverty mentality. You want to receive, 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 receive. Receive, receive is a poverty mentality. And you will never get anywhere in life. God wants to know what do you have. Even when he calls Moses. says, Moses, I want to use you, but what do you have? Now, listen to the mentality. She says, I've got nothing. But then he puts a bat. She puts a bat. A bat overrides whatever that she says. She says, but a jar of oil. So she saw that as nothing. When you don't live by faith, the things that you have, you see them as nothing. Because you have poverty mentality. You have not come to a place where you understand what faith is all about. Then the man of God says, Why are you crying? You have oil. Oil is expensive. No matter the quantity. But when it gets at the stock exchange, when it gets at the date where the market is done, there can be a change. And the man of God realized that her challenge was not money. Some of you, you're crying for money, but your challenge is not money. Even if God can promote you and give you more money, you will still be broke because your challenge is your mentality. And you don't have the structure for what God wants to do in your life. If you believe by faith, you need to also prepare the structure for what you want to do. Most people are gifted and talented, but they are limited. Sorry to say this, but I think some, somewhere, somehow, we need to learn from white people in some of the things. Things that go on and let's on our business in Sabasutu. I think we need to build a, a different culture. I was, I, was, I was really disappointed by a lot of our people when it comes to business. Trusting them for service, you, you pay, then they don't deliver. Then it's that story again. Then you have to take them to uh, Barking, reality TV. <laughs> X-Rip. <laughs> Those programs are done for us, Masaloy. Now, She doesn't, he doesn't say to her, go look for oil. What's expensive between oil and a jar? The oil. Why is he instructing her to go look for a jar? Most of you are praying for money and asking for money. Nobody's praying for a structure. Nobody's praying for a structure. Nobody's praying for an organized structure that will make money to flow. A good structure makes money to flow. God blesses the structure. No, it says to the woman, it's, it's wisdom. It says, go and look for the jars. 
And she went and did what? And looked for the jars. When she came with the jars, the oil did what? Started falling. And I talked about this. How many liters here? Yeah? Is it the size of the water or of the bottle? Yeah? 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 It's the size of the bottle, eh? not the size of the water. The water is limited by the bottle. Where this water comes from, there's millions and millions of gallons of water. So your structure determines how much water you can carry. And that's why the Bible says, when the jars were finished, the oil stopped flowing. So if she carried more jars, I get the language. If she had, if she went and carried a million jars, the oil would flow to million, billion jars to billion, octillion jars to octillion. Now I'm teaching you what you should pray for. Don't pray for money. You gotta pray for structure. Pray for influence, not affluence. Some people confuse influence and affluence. You can live in an affluent community, but not influence it. Affluence means you, you have the money, you afford to stay, you know, in a beautiful, you have options of money, but doesn't mean you have the influence. And you can still have influence and not be affluent. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? So I hope I'm trying to drive to where I want to go. Now, why can we render this kind of faith in God? So the faith I'm talking about, it is not a self-faith. It is not self-belief. It is not a belief in the universe. Today we have where people say, no, I, I believe in, in myself. I want to talk about faith that emanates from God, that gets its substance or its foundation from God. There are those who say, no, uh, we, we believe in, uh, uh, in the universe. We have faith in the universe. There are those who say, uh, we have faith in, in the ancestors. But here in AFM Agassiz, we base our faith on God. We stand on God and believe the things that we believe in. That they will happen. So some people struggle with the idea of God being good. So why can we render this kind of faith in God? It's because God is good. You see this concept, I mean, the late uh, he would say, God is good. I will come crying to him and hey, things are like this and he say, God is good. Actually, there's a very strong biblical concept. Actually, the foundation of faith is God is good. You will not believe in God to do wonders in your life unless you believe that he is good. You see, the Bible likens God with a father. If you had a bad father in your life, it will be difficult for you to understand who God is or that God is good. Because your concept of a father was messed up while you were still young. And you need deliverance from that. Let me give an example. When I was growing up, my father, actually, he was not saved. My mother got saved first. Actually, my grandmother got saved first. Then it was my mother. My father was always angry. Actually, I, I didn't have a good relationship with him 
the only time we communicated, it was when I'd done something wrong. So I used to fear him, not out of respect, but out of any time. You know, so we had that relationship. He would sit and read the newspaper in the dining room. And there was no conversation. Now, when my sisters came later, my father got saved and he became a pastor and all that. So his character changed. Now, they are able to hug him and tell him, Daddy, I love you. I'm still stuck <laughs> in how I grew up. So telling my father, Daddy, I love you, or to hug him. Now, look, we are the same children in the house, but our perception of a father is different. Same father, different perception. Even now, it's difficult to hug my father. Unless maybe go <laughs> or to tell him I love you. For me, it's easy to tell my children uh, I love you, and they say, "Daddy, we love you back." But I didn't grow up my father telling me that, so I have a different perception of that. And there's so much I can receive for him from him unless I am delivered from that. But daddy, you know, daddy, I couldn't go because So they received things I could not receive because I was still stuck in the past. Some of you did not have present fathers in your life. And that somehow has messed up your faith in God. Because you have never experienced a father that is good. Now remember we said the foundation of our faith is who? Is God. And the foundation starts by saying what? God is good. Many believers struggle in their walk with God. And even having faith in God because they did not see him as a good God. Many believers are trying to have faith in God, but they are inhibited by a wrong view of God. There are several possible reasons why people struggle with the concept of God being good. Number one, they may have had poor role models in authority figures of their lives. Baba Mbalena, Horoskabale faith, the way it's supposed to be in your life is because you had poor authority role models in your life. And you need to deal with that. You need to deal with that. Some, they had terrible life experiences that have attributed to God or the acts of God. Some of the things that are bad happened into your life. And you were taught that they happened because God is bad. They happened because God does not care. Most of the time... We blame God when bad things happen in our lives. And that thing does what? It steals our faith in God. How do you move and believe in God for greater things when you feel that he has disappointed you by taking someone that you love? It will be difficult for you to move in faith. They may have been taught improperly, often for the purpose of manipulation, and see God as an angry judge who is very demanding and impossible to please. 
Let me tell you the wrong concept of how I got saved. When I got saved, they played me a movie, Burning Hell. I don't know you know that movie. In that movie, there is a devil with a fork. And he's busy frying people in hell. So I did not get saved because I love God. I got saved because I didn't want to be fried. So my salvation was based on fear, not love. Therefore, my faith could not be maximized because I have to believe in this God who inflicts fear, who is waiting with the rod, waiting for you to make a mistake, and he punishes you. How will you maximize your faith in a God that you fear, not because you love him, but you fear because he's about to punish you? You cannot maximize your faith. You cannot maximize your faith. And later I had to realize that no man, this is not about fear. I had to realize the grace of God. God gave his only son because he loved me. So I realized it was about love. Not being fried in some place where there's a price then. <laughs> so the wrong concept of God's nature is the one that actually limiting our faith. God's nature is not, some will say a wrong concept, God's nature is not necessarily good or bad. Now I want to, I want to show you this. Actually God is actually telling me something. I think I need to, not this one, but maybe after this. I want to show you something. I bought myself a lovely doll here. Hello, Dolly. Now, I want to show you what most of you have seen. Can someone help me maybe? Who's willing to help me? Anyone? Anyone? Okay. Thank you, Mr. Matla. Now, you were watching there. You were sitting there. You were watching. And you were watching this father. Ah, hello, Nana. <laughs> hello, baby. Hello, Nana. This is, this is what you saw. So when it's your time to be carried, <laughs> so you're still living with, with this experience. Is what you saw your father do. This is what you saw your relatives do. So even when God says, Come, I want to lift you and carry you, you still remember? I can still understand that now. Can I have one strong man? A young man, a young man. Thank you, Ndate Matlako. Can I have one strong man, a young man? Ndate Matlako is Katsama. A young man, a young man. Can, can I also have a chair? Okay. What? Is there a proper chair? Can I, can I get a chair? Say, Dilin Kamola. Bodrum, one chair. Yeah, one chair. I just want to show you something. I just want to show you something. And as I speak this, God is actually showing something. God is showing me something. And 
Yeah, I think that one is better. Yes, yes, bring that one. Bring that one. Bring that one. Yeah, just 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 put it there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want you to close your eyes and sit on the chair. Sit on the chair. Are you comfortable? Let me talk to Dr. Masako. Okay, please stand. Yeah. Please sit. <laughs> so, so he's got what? Experience. So one of the things that hinders faith is experience. You, there are certain things you pass through. There are certain things that broke you. There are certain things that hurt you. That even when God assures you something, you still want to check if it still is this the truth, Mara? Is God really speaking the truth? Can I really trust in God? Can I throw myself fully? in God and trust him to catch me and to lift him up, to lift me up. Many are still struggling with the past. God wants to do a new thing, but your past, your experience with people in your life is holding you back. Thank you, Dr. Masak. Thank you so much. Mr. Ldowa, can I speak to you? Please, as I speak this, this is what God is saying. And I want to say to you today. God says he knew you before the foundations of the earth. And he says, what you are making now Financially, it's a drop in the ocean. So he's saying, you are a level five. But according to you, actually, you are a level five. You are operating in level one. But according to you, you think you have arrived. So there are people here who are earning more than you. Of which it is not supposed to be like that. They are level ones. You are a level five. That's what God is saying. And he says, because you did not experience the love of your father, There are things that are limiting you to operate in the level that God wants you to operate. God says, what I've done now is, is nothing. Is nothing that they'll do. The fact that your father was not in your life, he did not care for you, he did not do all the things that he has done for you, is because the devil knew the level. You are supposed to operate in a level yadi billionaires. Listen to me. What's happening now is just a drop. So God says, remove the limits. Remove the walls. Yes, your father was not there. Yes, he did not. God says, I am your father. And I have so much for you. And he's saying this, don't even be afraid of your marriage. Your marriage is not going to fail. God says, I'm restoring you and I'm starting a generation, a new generation, a new bloodline, and it's going to start from you. No ancestors or ancestral worship or whatever that has happened in the past will happen. But you have to let go 
of the past. You have to let go of the pain. You have to let go of what your father did or did not do. God says, I'm transforming you into a new dimension, into a new level, but it is up to you. He says, I knew you before you were born. You were born for greater things. What you experience is nothing. It's, Lord, it's nothing to what God wants to do. And don't allow those things to limit you. Let's raise our hands. I want to pray with him. Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm praying for Mr. Ledoava. I know you have a great mission for him in the marketplace. I pray, mighty God, to remove every burden, every yoke, every limitation of the past. Father, touch him with your hand and remind him of the Father's love. Restore him, mighty God. Assure him that he is good enough. Assure him that things are going to work out for the better for him. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray that you will open doors for what you have placed upon his life. I pray that, Lord, you will lift him up for such a time like this. Free him, mighty God, anything that limits his mind, any past that is pulling him back. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. Blessings, blessings. We love you, Mr. Ledova. Ooh, what is my time? It's gone. Okay. But Akito Basalan, do you understand why most of you can't maximize your faith? Why most of you, you are saved, speaking in tongues, but still not living in faith? Most of you, you live by salary, not by faith. Your hope is in your salary. Most of you, if God can remove that salary, it's the end of you. Because that is your only hope. Most of you, the reason you're still loving God is because you have a salary. If God can take that salary, The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Do you live by faith or do you live by salary? I want you to check yourself. Some of you, your confidence comes from your salary. Hey. Not that God has got your back. Why who did you make it? Did I say something? <laughs> did I say something wrong? You will never know God until the devil has stripped you everything you've got. And you've got no papa or mama or relatives to cry to. But to say, God, I need you. I'm not sure if most of you will survive the job scenario in your life. But he still said, my redeemer lives I can lose everything. You see, faith is like a magnet. People can take whatever that they take, but when you are a man of faith, they will come back. So I want, I want to put this into your mind to say, when things are bad, God is good. When nothing goes right, God is good. When they tell you about an incurable disease, God is good. When you have lost all things and hell has been opened loose upon your life, God is good. 
When you are threatened by a situation that threatens to take your life, God is good. When your children have turned into drugs and you don't know what to do, God is good. When your marriage is on turmoil and you don't know what to do, God is good. When people talk about you like you are a dirty dog, hey, God is good. You will not operate in full faith unless you know that you know that you know that God is good. Because when you know that God is good, it means there are good things that he has prepared for you. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but you know that God, hey, David says he prepared a table for me in front of my enemies. No enemies, no table. So in your enemies, you rejoice the goodness of the Lord. God is good. I'm closing with God. Psalm 84. No. Psalm 103 verse 5. Psalm 103 verse uh, 5. It says, Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Even when you are tired, even when you don't feel like going on, God satisfies your mouth, meaning he gives you praise in the midst of your turmoil, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your discouragement when you are tired. He says, he satisfies your mouth with what? The good things. God will give you testimonies that you will declare with your mouth in the midst of your darkness. And he will like, he renews you like a what? Like an eagle. Psalm 84 verse 11. Psalm 84 verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give you grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright. Hey, listen to that. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright. So this is your assurance. This is your confidence that God will never withhold any good thing. And you have to declare this in areas or in time in your life where you are in despair. When you are faithless. When the world stands against you. But you declare no good thing. Will God withhold? Matthew 7 verse 11. If you then being evil. So the Bible says you are evil. If you then being evil. Know, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father who is in heaven. Give good things to those who ask him. Mudima arle na li evil, limuruti. Ene le kona ko rekela ba na ba le na rekela ba na ba na ding. The PlayStation and all those things. Are what about na mudim? Oi longo ana even an evil in him. Once you rest on the goodness of God, there's no way you can have a faith that is not working. Because Waiitur Mudimu is good and he wants good things for you. Hallelujah. James 1 verse 17. James 1 verse 17. It says, every good gift... Every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation 
or shadow of turning. Every good gift comes from God. Good. God wants you to have the best. God wants you to have the good things. So even when you want something from God, if you believe by faith to get something from God, stand on that ground to say, I know that God wants good things from me. Therefore, I have the right to believe this from God. Be cheeky. Be confident. But I know that I know that God is going to do it. And don't trust God just with the smaller things, but with the bigger things. Because he's good. God does not want to open any more, you know, how. He wants the Red Sea. Some of you are still praying Hey, God is looking for a Red Sea. Do you have a Red Sea in your life? And challenge God and say, God, I know you are good. And I'm trusting you for this. You see, you don't have to be educated to use faith. You don't even know to know astrology or science. You don't even need to be a professor to move in faith. Joshua, the Bible says, while he was fighting his enemies, the Bible says, he, it says when it was getting dark and he could not see his enemies clearly, he says, God, hold the sun. God, hold the sun so I can finish my enemies according to geology or astrology or whatever. It is not the sun that rotates around the earth, but it's the earth that rotates around the sun. Even though he said it wrongly, but God, because he had faith, God understood. He did not know the science, but he understood what he meant. He didn't question him or give him a lecture to say, hey, let, let, let's do science first. God hold the sun. <laughs> but God knew it was the earth that needed to be. Ah. God gives us good gifts. These are gifts which are fitting and suitable for us. What is suitable for one person might not be suitable for another. God's gifts are good because he knows us better than we know ourselves. If your mind has been messed up and you were confused and you are not sure if God is still good or not, God is still good. 